everyone, I'm Ahmed Borsaldan, and welcome to Times Will Tell, the weekly podcast from the Times of Israel. This week, at the tail end of Pride Month, I'm speaking with the leader of IGI, the Israel Gay Youth Organization. We're talking with Rom Ochayan, who heads up all the post-high school programs. Today, IGI is funded in part by the Israeli Ministries of Education, Health, and Social Welfare, in addition to private donations. There's some 400 IGI volunteers who offer support and advocacy for over 4,000 gay youth a year throughout Israel. Iggy works in conjunction with the IDF, the National Service Programs, and this fall is launching a new pre-military academy named after Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm speaking with Rome from a headquarters in Afula, where several graduates of the service and army programs have settled. Hi, Rome. Thanks for joining me today. Where am I finding you? You're finding me in Afula. It's an Israeli northern city. Um, and uh, this is where I live half the week. While the, half, the other half, I live in Tel Aviv. So tell me briefly, what is your uh, exact title in the Iggy uh, organization? So I'm called head of Derech Shech, which is um, in uh, free translation, continuing road. I'm in charge of all programs for high school graduates that wants to take a year off or not really off because they work very hard and participate in a very intense programs. We have two of these. One is called Shnat uh, Shirut, which is, which is a pre-military one year volunteering year where they live in communes and they volunteer in high schools in afternoon clubs in their cities. We have four of these kind of communes. And one is the Mechina, Mechinat Root, which I will talk, I guess, uh, later. And I also do all the recruiting for these years. And I accompany some groups that decide to go into the army together, which is a possibility in the IDF. Great. So Iggy, as I understand it, stands for Israel Gay Youth. When was it founded? So Iggy was founded in 2002. It's the Israeli only LGBTQ youth organization. And as far as I know of, I think it's the worldwide only LGBTQ organization that works only with youth and young adults. So uh, we're known for that. And it's today the, the biggest LGBTQ community organization in the country, actually. We have over 420 volunteers, um, 110 groups, social groups that uh, get together on a weekly basis. Um, we were in contact with about 4,000 youths around Israel, most of them outside of Tel Aviv, which is most known for its gay community, but we work more in, this, in the periphery and we think that youths are anywhere. So this is our, so our slogan. We're here and, and everywhere. So our goal is to reach every youth or young adult that um, got, comes out of the closet or even doesn't come out of the closet in wherever they live in and let them feel they have a safe place, they can meet other people their age, they can ask questions about their gender or their identity, and be a leading LGBTQ uh, community member, take the community to a better place, have a leading role inside of it. So this is only a part of our, our activity. We also have a young adult activity with uh, groups and clubs and communities we have four communities like this around Israel for 23 plus. And we have some special groups for religious LGBTQ members, for Arabs, 
for um, physical capab capabilities or Ethiopian community members. So we thought that it would be great to have groups, especially for them, that can suit their specific needs. Right, you are just busting stereotypes because <laughs> for one, most people when they think of the gay community in Israel, obviously people think of gay Mecca Tel Aviv with its mm -hmm. loud and proud clubs and all sorts of community activities. But as you just said, Israel is such a diverse society. So yes, of course we need groups for uh, Orthodox or people who are formerly Orthodox or Ethiopian mm -hmm. or Arab communities. And are you finding it easy to staff these uh, target groups with people from those communities or is it not quite at that point? Yes, of course. We, we don't, all these groups that I mentioned that are part of our special projects were formed by members of these communities. We thought it would be most suitable that they would be the one who know best what they need, what their community needs. So all of, all of the Arab groups, they were formed and, and they're now guided by Arab members and also for the Ethiopian communities or for the religious on all spectrums. We have an ultra orthodox group and we have groups that have most conservative or even people who are already decided that uh, they grew up in a religious background, but now they identify in, in different phase. But, uh, but yes, of course, they are all uh, the trans groups, of course, were founded and are run by hundreds and, and tens of uh, guides from the trans groups. And it's very heartbreaking to see how these groups have grown from one, from two participants, and we couldn't find guides. And now they're a whole, they're, they're the, I think they're the most biggest uh, activities in Igi today. You know, this conversation is 100% self-serving because uh, my oldest son came out of the closet when he was in eighth grade. He's now 17. He's going into 12th grade and we're facing a whole new world of army or national service and things of that nature. So I have to admit, I, I, I approached you guys to have this conversation to find out a little bit more about his options. Because, of course, as parents, we're worried about him and we want to make sure he has the best experience possible. Now, Israel is such a militaristic society in a way, in the fact that most people actually do go through the army. Is there still a stigma at all for the gay community in the army? A few years ago, we had a survey for... Uh, finding out some stuff about how LGBTQ feels in the army in Israel today. And unfortunately, the results are not very uh, uplifting, but, but still, of course, there is, there is a tide of change inside the IDF and they take seriously this whole issue. They have uh, all different rules about how to treat trans people, but still... Uh, in most of the army, uh, the words homo or any other curses relating to the LGBTQ community are most heard. Uh, 95% of IDF soldiers have heard some kind of uh, talk about their gender identity or uh, sexual orientation. In most of the cases, um, officers tend to overlook. Sometimes it, it's ev it even comes from the officers themselves. So we still have a, a long way to go. Um, of course, the IDF wants and is very cooperative with us in order to, uh, to bring in as much LGBTQ community members as every citizen in Israel 
uh, should feel welcome. So they should feel welcome also in the IDF and they're, they're here and everywhere. So they are all also in every unit in the IDF from the most militaristic or masculine kind of units till the more, uh, um, jobby jobs, right? Job um, sides. <laughs> you are talking about uh, personal uh, offensive slander rhetoric, right? You're talking about people saying bad things about people, but there's no actual uh, anti-gay legislation or ruling inside the army at this point. Is that correct? It is correct. So I would expect the IDF at this point also to have some kind of um, a rule that makes sure no officer ever can hear about an harassment or any other uh, curse or or bad situation happening to an LGBTQ soldier and overlook uh, that they will have to go through teachings about it or or lectures about it. Uh, they would have a, a very strict regulation about how to deal with this. So so we'll be in a state of zero tolerance for these things. I hear you a hundred percent, but on the other hand. Uh, gay people can serve in any unit you're saying, and there's no, uh, and there is legal recourse, I would imagine, if they are barred from some kind of job. And, and there is a mechanism in, in hand already to protect the rights of the gay people. The harassment, I agree with you, should not be happening. And that's extremely bad, especially for this uh, particular segment of youth who are perhaps a little more psychologically vulnerable because of mm -hmm. all the associated factors with coming out of the closet. Not everyone comes out when they're in eighth grade, like my son. So I'm sure there's a lot of uh, stress associated with that. Okay, let's talk about a little bit about what Iggy does in terms of the small groups, the Garin, the small groups that go into the army together. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these groups were formed during the year before the army where they participated in our programs. And uh, this is the year where they, they live together, um, they volunteer together, they learn together. We have a very intense uh, learning schedule about Israeli politics and economy and social agendas. And they kind of form a very good um, a group that sometimes decides that they want to keep on doing whatever they do together and decide to go into the army together, not so they could separate themselves, but on the, on the contrary, so they could have this very safe space from, from where to go out and, and meet and, and be a leaders and wherever they are. Um, some of them are now officers. Most of them went to, to educational units so they could bring in the, their agendas through this, tool. Some of them now serve uh, near Egypt as uh, commando soldiers. A lot of them are trans and all of this is accompanied with all kinds of issues about trans in the armies. And again, the IDF is very supportive and wants trans people to be able to serve wherever they are. We still work on some, some little last um, amendments, but this Gar'in is a very um, strong base for them to go into the IDF, not only as passive soldiers, but they know from advance what they want to do, who they're doing it with. They have this group of people that supports them and helps them, and they get together on weekends with our guidance. We have already three groups like this in the army, 
from three different um, ages. And the last ones are now going into something that is called Perek Mesima, which is another year of service. They go into schools. They live inside a city. They're going to live in Jerusalem. And this is part of what the, the IDF calls the Nachal, which is a kind of a program that was formed for youth groups back in the 60s. Uh, that enabled them to to go into the army together and and at the end go back to live in the kibbutz or form a new a new city or so it's a very service oriented service essentially it's a a combination of idea service and community service it sounds like yes and uh, and it's a really astonishing to see. A trans commando unit soldier who used to work in the South Tel Aviv with uh, immigrant students and Arab students and Israeli students from a low social economic uh, state. And he was just their guide at first. He was their guide and then they figure out he was trans and this was mind blowing to them. And now he's just, you know, Ronnie. That's his, that's him. And then he went into the army and, and now he's a, he's an officer in, in the army and he'll go back, go into schools in, in uniform in the IDF as a trans educational soldier. And, uh, it's really breathtaking. I think it's, uh, it's showing the change, not just making the change. It's, it's amazing. Now you also have a new program that's going to start in the fall called Mechinat Rut. First of all, What is the name based on? The name is based on Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, which passed away lately. And we thought it would be suitable to call our uh, pre-military year by her name. Uh, as a feminist, Jewish, and a very pro-LGBTQ ally, allowing a lot of things around the feminist movement and the LGBTQ movement. And uh, the Mechina would be also a, uh, a joint LGBTQ and uh, heterosexual uh, cisgender uh, program that allows anyone who wants to come in and, and have this year of preparation before the army where they could learn together, where they could uh, do trips together and learning trips around Israel. So they would go into the army as a formed individual With opinions, with knowledge about how how to accomplish the, their their goals and opinions inside the army, how to build a, a more feminist society, a better community for for the LGBTQ inside the IGF and outside. How does this differ from the program you just explained about the national service? So the, the, they're actually not that different, but I think the um, the biggest difference is about the volunteering part in it. The Shnatshirut is very targeted to volunteering. They, they volunteer for about 15 hours a day. They live together in communes, about eight or seven in each commune. We have one in Carmiel, one in Haifa, which is in north of Israel. We have one in Ashdod, which is in the south, near Gaza Strip, and we have in Tel Aviv. So these are the Shnatshirut communities, communes, I'm sorry. And the Mechina will be in Rishon LeZion, which is a city near Tel Aviv. And it will be um, about 20 participants in one place. And the focus in the Mechina is about learning and self-improving. So they, have, they also volunteer for about one day a week. But a lot of the, the studying and the preparation is done 
between one another and by bringing in lectures, they have, they have courses about all kinds of issues. They learn how to, um, how to be curious and how to bring in and find what they're looking for and go out and search whatever they feel they want to learn as a group. So it's a bit different, um, with the methods, but they both are similar projects in, in, the fact that they take 18-year-olds before the army and they do this very, very intense year so we could bring out leaders, new leaders of the LGBTQ communities if, if they would like. so. Okay, as a mother, I now feel secure that my son has <laughs> what to do. Hi, it's Sarah Tuttle Singer from the Times of Israel. Come join our community and support fast and fair independent journalism. You can sign up with the link at the bottom of every single article on the site. I'd like to speak briefly, uh, changing gears slightly, about uh, the lingering homophobia in Israeli society. One of my other children, uh, a 12-year-old girl, comes home from school often and is really upset that some of her male friends are calling each other homos. And and in fact, when my oldest son came out of the closet, there was quite a, a problem here. We live in a society in a settlement that is a religious and secular together. We are secular. And many of his friends were telling him it's just against the Bible and he's going to go to hell, essentially. So there are these uh, entrenched uh, stereotypes and feelings within perhaps all societies, not just Israeli society. But what can we do to make this situation a little better for people in the future? So first of all, I think we can work inside schools. There are this place where students have to go to from their six-year-old until their 18-year-old. And this is a very intense uh, uh, environment where if they start hearing that homo is not a curse or that anyone can dress how they like or identify how he or she feels like, it will be a, a much better society from the beginning. We also have an EGI courses and lectures we provide to schools for teaching rooms, um, even for the army about gender identity and sexual orientation and homophobia. We have a program called Nir Project, which is named after uh, Nir, which had been one of the victims from the shootings from the Bar Noir in 2009. So uh, he passed away after after the shooting. And uh, this program is a, is a joint activity inside schools and cities around Israel for LGBTQ and heterosis uh, students forming a task force in their city for homophobic or violent or misogynist uh, activities. So the school is a very uh, big place to start with. But of course, the families that these students come from sometimes are, although the school can bring an activity about acceptance, are still not accepting. And that has to do with the media also and seeing LGBTQ people as regular people everywhere in Israel, um, speaking out about it as, of course, if they feel comfortable about it. Each of us can do what they can do in their near, in their near family or friends. But I think for us as Iggy, we work with youth and we work also with hetero youth. Our Shnachirut volunteers go into schools, regular schools, very huge thousands of students in every, in every peer. And it's so important that they're here. They're, they're 
kind of a lighthouse inside of the school. LGBTQ uh, students that are in the closet can come to them, can ask them about stuff. They talk to other pupils about using curses or about bullying others. Today, we have about 30 of these in 30 schools around Israel. I hope we'll reach almost every school you know, through our lectures or, or through our Shnachirut and the NIR program, of course. But there's still a long way to go. But I think we're, we're getting there. I imagine that several youth who approach your program are still in the closet to their mm-hmm. family, at least. How do you help them through that transition? And, and is it possible that not everyone needs to come out to their family? First of all, we, we want the, whoever participates in Iggy to, to come out of the closet when they feel like and they feel that they're ready for it and they have a safe place to do it. So this is not our main goal. Our main goal is for them to have this group of peers they can talk to, they can ask questions with. This is our first target. In this process, sometimes coming out can bring uh, good stuff. Sometimes it can also bring very complex situations. So um, whenever they would like to come out or they're thinking about it, so we kind of guide them through this process or or we can be this, be this place that they can come back to and say, it went well, it didn't go well. And then we can say, okay, let's wait. Do you want us to talk to your parents? This is also something we can offer. We have um, psychologists who work with, with Iggy that then they can help with the parents. They can help um, also with our participants and the groups. But um, we go through this project with them. Sometimes it's successful, sometimes not. Sometimes it takes time. Um, also for parents to understand what they're dealing with, to do their own process. There's a saying that when a youth comes out of the closet, their parents go into the closet. They only start this process when the point that their young child comes out of the closet. So they also need time and, and that's acceptable. We have to remind this sometimes. And also still supply this this place where they will always be acceptable, no matter if their parents know about them or doesn't know, no matter if they have a friend that knows or they're the only one in school as they think. So that's what we focus on. One of the other challenges, at least I see through my son's eyes, you may kill me for saying this, is uh, <laughs> trying to find a good date because he's in a school that actually is... Uh, quite a large proportion are gay or bi or queer in general. But but I think for many of his age group, 12th graders, it's really difficult to find a partner or somebody to go through this adventure with. Uh, mm-hmm. And is Iggy a place for that as well? As well. Things happen in our groups also. People meet each other. We think it's a, it's a, the, the, a better environment than all kinds of apps or the web where you can actually see someone, you can talk to him. Um, there are other people involved. You have a guy that can also help with difficult situations that any teen faces with during these years, no matter if he's gay or straight. Um, these are uh, issues that are very um, delicate and complex. And this is also kind of the talks that we have. So yes, Iggy is also a place to meet. There, there are large seminars with... Um, Israeli-wide groups getting together in one place. So this is also a nice uh, place that can grow friendships and and lovers. That also happens. Wonderful. Rom, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you.
Great to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening to Times Will Tell and a special thanks to TLV1 Studios for sound production help. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to Times Will Tell on all podcast platforms. (laughs) 